Mugugaipan was a swashbuckling adventurer who sailed the seven seas, carousing and plundering and generally ho-ho-hoing it up. At least, that was Pan's M.O., according to my father, Harry Gerwich. If my dad has one talent, it's the ability to spin a yarn. Pan and his exploits were our bedtime stories during the six months or so in 1967 that our family crashed at my Aunt Gloria's home in Wilmington, Delaware. I was in kindergarten and had just gotten the hang of buttoning myself into my right school for girls pinafore when my parents packed up mom's wood-paneled Chevy Capri station wagon and drove north from Mobile to Wilmington. We arrived with only the suitcases that fit in our car. We pulled up to the house and my mother took to her bed in a nylon peignoir set. It wasn't actually her bed. It was a twin bed with a Snoopy comforter in my cousin Sherry's bedroom, and she didn't emerge again for several months. Shirley Gerwich was in mourning for her life to borrow from Chekhov. Aunt Gloria and Uncle Jack folded my sister and me into their brood. My maternal grandmother, Frances, slipped money to Gloria and Jack every week to feed and clothe us. My mother says she still has PTSD from the trauma of having to move back home and in with her sister. My mother had big little girl dreams. Her childhood diaries hinted a desire to become an actress, an aspiration that she was too shy to pursue and would not have gone over well with her parents. Even when I found regular work on a soap opera, Frances continued to send letters urging me to keep up my typing skills. I neglected to tell her that I had cheated my way through typing in high school. Whereas my father's family was colorful and risk-taking, my mother's was unassuming and hardworking. Frances wanted to go into nursing, but only the boys in her family got educations, and she ended up a clerk in the county welfare department. My mom's father, Johnny Maisel, was a movie projectionist. The work was anything but glamorous. The profession attracted taciturn loners who were strong enough to manipulate the heavy machinery and handy with electrical appliances. Johnny so rarely spoke, in fact, that no one realized he had Alzheimer's until we started getting phone calls from strangers in Baltimore after he'd gone out to get bread and milk in Wilmington. My mother loved dreaming the day away in the cool darkness of the movie theater, but she only once worked up the courage to audition for a play. Dinner is served, she unmemorably announced as Tweeny, a junior domestic worker in her high school production of the equally forgettable British comedy, The Admirable Crichton. It was her debut and swan song. I recently had lunch with Muriel, who looked up to my mother, her slightly older cousin, when they were undergraduates at the University of Delaware. Your mother was pretty and studious, and I wanted to be just like her. Muriel became a science and engineering professor at MIT, but by then, my mother had already met my father. She'd represented the Maisels, who could afford only one train ticket, at a family wedding in Mobile. 
My father was assigned to escort her during her stay. There were lavish parties, teas, and dances, and my mother was seduced by the Southern hospitality. After graduating with a degree in sociology, she had a brief tenure as a first-grade teacher. My mother has never made it a secret that she doesn't really like children. She lasted exactly two days. Instead of enrolling in graduate school, she threw herself at the tall, dark, and handsome Southerner she'd met in Mobile, not realizing that she was marrying into a family of bootleggers, gamblers, and fabulous. That was just the first of a lifetime of miscalculations. <laughs>